Welcome to On the Brownlow, where we try and find you some winners. The Brownlow medal not far away. It is this week, preliminary final weekend for the Brownlow, and I've got two of Sportsbet's finest to help me find some winners, and we are going to find you some winners. Firstly, Dave Newell, head trader at Sportsbet for AFL, mate. Thanks, Brownie. Yeah, it's good to be here. The calm before the storm, I think, this week. We've got done all the hard work, and now it's just waiting for the Brownlow night and all the bets to, to come to fruition. Oh, we've done this uh, program a couple of times, but just quickly take us through how you vote the Brownlow quickly again, because it is different to how the umpires do it, and for that matter, everybody else. That's right. So we split the ten, uh, the six votes between sort of up to 10 players, however many players we think can vote in that game. And Cameron Dean, welcome, mate. Do you love the Brownlow? This is your this is your thing, isn't it? You, thanks, you are a Brownlow expert. Yeah, thanks, Brandy. Thanks, Dave. It's good to be here. And our favourite little men, this is their big moment in the sun. We're trying to look at what they've done during the season uh, and we're looking at it in different ways. Dave's looked at it from an observational point of view and then some guys have, have got, we've got some other uh, methods of doing it stats-wise. And today on this show, we're going to try and put a few of all those together and some and have some clarity for the viewers because there's so many sort of predictors and sheets going around and it can get quite confusing coming leading up to the Brownlow. So hopefully we can provide a bit of clarity for our viewers. All right. Well, let's get straight into it. Let's have a look at our leaderboard as we have it right now. So the SB votes are what we or Dave has them at. They're the odds on the side. So we've put the sports bet votes in order of what we have them. Obviously, Petrarca, Steele and Boak, very, very close this year. Only a vote between them. Lockie Neal, Clearly at the head of the pack, but Fife always votes well, gets the most votes when his side doesn't even win. Menegol there is big, so too is Luke Parker, but uh, do you want to talk us through anything from there? Um, probably the main one is we've got, obviously got Neil winning pretty comfortably and the dollar twenty-five probably about the right price. I make it slightly shorter, so there is a little bit of value, but you don't really want to be tying up your money in a dollar twenty-five. But you could put it in some multis to, to get a bit of a boost. Uh, it is interesting though. I think there's some counts out there that have him on 26, 27 votes, sort of thing. We've got him on twenty-four, so we are a bit lower than the market, but still have him winning comfortably. Still a big, big total, isn't it? Twenty-four to twenty-seven on a shortened season, but uh, I believe if you do want to vote uh, multi-locky Neil in something you've got to go to the Brownlow Futures multi section, yes? Yes, and you can multi them into top fives, top tens, top twenties in there. And you're the smart man who was uh, backing Lockie Neal all the way back in the preseason. Yes, and as he said, Lockie Neal, dollar twenty-five. It feels a bit too short now to take, but I haven't seen one predictor that hasn't got him leading by a fair whack. Um, and he he follows on for four of those last three three of those last four years. Really short price favourites have gone through the Brownlow and won it. So I think I see that happening again this year. More kicks this year, more goals. He just wins it. So let's find some value outside of Lockie Neal. And this is the Brownlow without Neal. Petrarca at the top of the pile there. Jack Steele votes in a hell of a lot of games. Dustin Martin and Nat Fife. It's pretty close here for the Brownlow medal without Neil Newley. Yeah, Jack Steele's the one I like there. He's so consistent across the year. I think there's only two, two or three games where he's not polling. So he's probably the one that is a bit of value, but you do have to be a bit concerned. His lack of polling history, I know he's a different player now, but there's always that potential lag where the umpires catch up later. Well, there's his polling history there. He only had the one vote last year, but St Kilda didn't win a lot of games. He wasn't the player that we see this year. He tagged a lot last year. And I mean, 22, 23, 24 disposals. He kicked goals as well. Yeah, he was a tagger last year. He got one vote. I think Petrarca got zero votes. So you got a lot of these guys up the top of the leaderboard that did nothing last year. So it's hard to look at their polling history. Um, I think you like Petrarca and I, I agree. He's a very noticeable player. Yep. He does very noticeable things. He bursts out of the packs. and So we'll get on to him a bit later. And we'll talk a bit about Nat Fife a little bit later as well because he does vote big time. Maybe 
when he doesn't do as much as what other players do. But let's have a look at the team markets. Now, the Brownlow team markets, which we've just opened up in the last week, because obviously this one's without Lockie Neal. Jared Lyon's very, very short. But Dane Zorko, look at the value there that you're getting, and you've got them very close on six votes each. Yes, I love Zorko in this market. He's he's probably the one that stands out to me. Like, Lyons has had a super consistent season, but he's one of those accumulator-type players, and we've seen Matt Crouch consistently under pole. Lyons has had a better year than Crouch. He's a bit less outside and, and a bit more impactful, but Zorko's noticeable. He's the captain. The umpires know him. He's been around a long time. He kicks goals. I think it's $7. If it was $2.50, I wouldn't be backing him, but it's $7, I have to back him. It's just yeah. good value of the seven, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think I agree. And I think the stats models line up with what Dave's saying. The only thing that worries me about Zorko, as much as I love the price, got to be that bad back bad bloke factor about him. The opposite of Bond well, You don't like him? Well, I think he's a bit of an antagonist and he, you know, he's got a bit of bit of yap about him. Okay, we've picked out eight team votes here. So we're going to go through each of them, then put a multi together at the end. The next one is Carlton and it's pretty tight at the top. Patrick Cripps obviously started the season really well. Sam Walsh finished the season well. Yeah, so Cripps is a known polar and I think that's that's the thing we're looking for this year is we saw Fife and you don't want to overcompensate, but we saw Fife dominate last year in losses. Cripps round one against Richmond, big loss, potentially gets the three votes uh, and there's a few more games like that. Sam Walsh did have a big finish to the year, played well in a lot of losses and we just don't know if he's going to get that polling that Cripps gets. Collingwood's the next one. You're both very keen on Taylor Adams. He's pretty short at fifty, but you've got him four and a half votes ahead of Scotty Pendlebury. Yeah, I've seen everything lines up here to say Adams is a, is a really good um, you know, addition to a multi. I don't know whether I want to take the $1.50 in a single. Has to you, go in all your multis. But if you go into a multi, I think that $1.50 is quite good value. I've seen everything. Dave has him winning by a lot. I think yeah, the he, stats models have him winning by a lot. I think he went to another level this year when Trelaw went out of the team. He started getting those really high sort of 28s, 29s and really took games by the by the, um, by the the horns, I think is the, is the saying. You were um, going to say balls and yeah. <laughs> didn't know whether you could. I had to be careful there. But yeah, he, he really started dominating, I think, later in the year and really um, dominated games. Yeah. Well, this is the one. This is the one that a lot of people are investing in in the Cats. Obviously, Dangerfield votes very well, but Menegola has voted well Big numbers out on that wing this year. And Tommy Hawkins had a couple of big games as well, but a lot of money going through Menegola. I do love Menegola. We've touched on it like top 10, team votes. He's one that really stands out to me this year. I think you've touched on it. Really high disposals, kicks goals. Danger didn't have his best year, otherwise he'd probably win it. So a lot of upside in Menegola. Yeah, and I think what we just have touch on there, he likes Menegola. He's by no means a lock, and I think things line up. But at the 275, you've just got to be on Menegola versus Danger there. Yeah, we'll go into his voting, his whole 18 game vote voting a little bit later in the program, but St Kilda without Steele. This is an interesting one. You've got Jack Billings, more votes than what a lot of the other models have at the moment. Zach Jones, you've got him three votes clear, but he's a better price, so that's why we like him. Yeah, really like Billings as a, as a value bet there. I just don't think he's anywhere near a lock. I know my vote sort of suggests he's in front by three. It's pretty safe, but I'm, I'm wary that a lot of other counts out there don't have him going anywhere near as well. There's some that have him on less than five and things like that. So you do need to take that into account and wonder if you have got it perfect, but I still will have a bet there. I just won't have it in every multi. We're prepared to back you in, Dave. We think Jack Billings is going to go pretty well. Sydney without Parker. 
This is the one. Now, you've got almost three, a little bit more than three votes clear is Josh Kennedy at 210. That looks like a pretty good vote. Yes, do love Kennedy yeah. in this one. We know we know he polls really well. We know Lloyd sort of didn't last year. Um, Papley had a really good start to the year but dropped off and Heaney only played a handful of games. I think Kennedy, he just, he just he's always around there. He's always getting the 20s. He's always in the middle and he does vote well. He's up against a Ford that don't, they don't poll very well. He's up against uh, Lloyd who gets a lot of the ball but the halfbacks Not noticeable. Haven't, haven't, and the halfbacks that get a lot of the ball don't vote nearly as well Chip as sideways the, uh, as well. the midfielders that do. Yeah. You've got Papley on four votes. If he hasn't got those four votes by round seven, he's not getting another vote. This is where we found some value. West Coast Eagles, it's a tough one to pick. Nat knew he's had a wonderful season, but you've got Tim Kelly. 3.2 votes ahead of him and a bigger price. Yes, and I like this one more than Billings. I just think the Nick Nat factor, he's he's always been a good Rackman. The hype's been there more this year, but his output's only probably been slightly better and he hasn't voted that well in the past. So Kelly's a known voter, got him winning by three, really good price. No means a lock, but I do really like it. Are you sure that Brownie didn't get into your model there? Because I know he loves Tim Kelly. He's loved him for a while and mm. he's pretty keen on him. So um, Very noticeable Tim Kelly. I reckon when they played good through that middle part of the year, I mean, he was the engine room. That game against St Kilda where he turned the game, that's a lock for three votes and I think he will be going well. But Nat Nui will vote as well. Yeah, he's really boom and bust, Nat Nui. And I think I was looking at some of the games, like that game against Geelong when they came over the top of them and Nick Nat was amazing in the last quarter. But you look at his stats, you go, well, he doesn't get any votes here. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting. You probably know your fate pretty early there with Nick Nat, whether his umpires are finding him this and year. And you can have a saver on Nick Nat. We've got 15 plus votes or 20 plus votes markets up. That If you do think he's going to poll well, he probably will go really well. It's, it's, it's as you said, it's boom or bust. So you can take a bigger price there and kind of hedge a little bit if you want to. This is the last team vote we're going to talk about. It's part of the good bloke factor. This is Marcus Bontempelli. You've got Jack McRae, almost three votes behind him. Bont had that brilliant patch of about six games through the middle of the season, but he's a bigger price than McRae, but all three of us think that Bontempelli is a really good bet. Yes, and there's a lot of models out there that do line up with this, which does boost my confidence. We touched on McRae last episode that he, he's gone well in a lot of losses this year, but he hasn't quite got the same stats levels that he did last year. Bont just tears games open when he goes well and you can sort of pencil him in. McRae's a bit more unknown. Yeah, and I think adding to that, I've got models that just base purely on stats and they've got them very similar, Bont and McRae. So when I've got those two next to each other, I'm liking thinking Bont because he stands out more, he does more with the ball and he is a good bloke. And, yep. and in previous seasons, McRae would have dominated those stats models and they still sort of tied or went pretty close. Yep. And yep. we're thinking the Caleb Daniel might vote okay because of the helmet as well. Absolutely. I've been looking for Caleb Daniel in some markets because he gets a lot. He, he is the halfback which spoke about, which might struggle, but he's got that helmet. He's small mm. and he's great, great disposal efficiency. So I want to find him in some markets. I just don't know what market it will. Probably can't beat those two, but there's somewhere we could find him. Okay. From those eight teams there, we've put together our best multi. Now, this is the value multi. It's obviously they're not the shortest players in their team as – Bontempelli, Menegola and Tim Kelly are all the second pick. But we think Taylor Adams is a lock. We like Bontempelli, as we said. Menegola to get over the top of Dangerfield and Tim Kelly just to edge out Nat Nui. That is a big, big price. And if you wanted to go shorter, if you wanted a two-league multi, Adams and Bontempelli get you to around $3. So if you don't want the four-league multi, Adams and Bontempelli to $3. But we like that at 22 yeah? Yep. Love yep. it. And I really like that you've added in that $3 Adams and Bont just yeah. to 
just to sit back and just relax. Just if you like a little bit of a shorter one, a little yeah. bit of a shorter one as well. Okay, let's get into some top five and top ten markets now because Lockie Neal up the top there. You're not going to take the dollar point oh oh one. It's uh, just madness. But you might like the Petrarca at a dollar thirty three for a top five finish. Jack Steele and Boat. We all think they finish top five. Dustin Martin, he's the smoky one there. He votes really well. Had that big patch through the middle of the year, and we'll get into a bit of a chat about Fife and Menegola. But you've got Luke Parker voting really well as well. I do have Parker going well. I think he's had some really big games sort of when you when they win um, and when they've lost he's had some really good games too so he's a known polar. He's the standout at Sydney. I think he will poll pretty well. Don't know if I could quite take him in top five but top ten I could. Okay so we're going to put a multi together through this and you've got to go to the Brownlow Futures multi so we're going to take Lockie Neal obviously but this is the other one. We like Christian Petrarca. We've spoken about him on this program many times. He's noticeable. He's a big bull. Didn't vote last year but I just think the way he played this year, how much footy he had, went forward, kicked goals. He's so noticeable. The umpires will vote for him and not a lot of players taking votes off him. Gorn didn't have as good a year as last year and also Clayton Oliver didn't have as big a numbers as last year either, Oliver. Yeah, and they dropped away. Gorn dropped away late, got some injuries. Um, I think of all the predictors, I've seen those top four, you know, Steele, Boak, Petrarca, Neil, and then a big drop away. So Petrarca to finish top five just feels like a lock to me. The, the thing I love about Petrarca is when Melbourne was struggling, they'd throw him in there and so often he would turn it around and really get the ball going forward. You didn't, like Steele had a really good year, but he didn't quite have that match winning factor. So even though they're similar prices there, I'd be a lot more confident Petrarca polls as he expects to, or as we expect him to. And Steele, I'd be a bit less confident will go as well as expected, even though we expect him to go well. So Petrarca, a lock in the top five. The other two we like, let's have a look at the players. We've already spoken about Menegola and Fife. Here is their whole 18 games where you've got Fife having around, probably that looks like four three-vote games there. You've got Menegola with possibly three, but both vote really well. Parker votes really well as well, but Fife and Menegola vote so well in this brand line. Yeah, and if they do get those four threes for five, that's 12 votes. There's not many other people who can poll that many votes this year. Shortened season gives less room for randomness to get in the way. So it makes me really like five. I think I have him fifth or sixth uh, overall, and he's sort of $2.50 for top 10, which is a really good price. And he got four three voters last year in games where they didn't win. Yeah, he did. And I've got him in for a three against Richmond when they lost this year and still voting in a couple of other losses. All right, let's have a look at the multi so we've picked out. Obviously, we like Lockie Neal as a winner. You've got to go to the Brandlow Futures multi for this one. Christian Petrarca, top five. Nat Fife and also Sam Menegola to make the top 10. Get you about $7.89. If you've got a power play left, you could power play that. But, uh, Cam, you like that one? I do. I very I love those top two and then just a little bit of value at the bottom. Uh, all three of us put that together. So that's the second part of it. Let's go to a break because after the break, we've got a heap coming up. We've got the overs and unders. We've got some players picked out. We've got some head-to-heads we're going to pick out. And then at the end, what is our Brownlow lock? What is our multi that we are going to lock? If you only have one bet, that's what we're going to do. That's coming up after the break on, on the Brownlow. Welcome back to On the Brownlow. Let's have a look at some of the over-under markets. A lot of punters like the over-under markets, and we picked out five of them. Jack McRae, there is a big discrepancy of what the over-and-under mark is and what sports bet have him getting in the votes. We've spoken about Nat Fife a fair bit. Haven't spoken about Travis Boak too much on this program so far, but his line is 19.5. Yeah, he's had a really consistent year, Boak. I just don't know. Like A 19.5 line in a shortened season is very high. There's a really good power midfield around him. Rockliffe finished the year really well. Wines had a really good year, so and Dixon had some big games. So there's votes coming off him. He just doesn't quite stand out the way Neil and the other do so 
I just think that nine and a half is a little bit high. I've got him a bit lower. I think it's a good angle. So we're going to take him the unders. Also, Nick Natanui. We're looking to take Natanui for the unders as well. His votes at the moment, and you think that he's not going to get there. Yeah, Nick Nat's sort of at one of those uh, cases of upside versus median. So I think like while his upside is there, and I said you could back his 15 plus, his 20 plus, because he might get there. But I think as well, long term, 50% of the time or more, he's going to go under that 10.5 based on his history. So you can take his unders or if you do like him, you can take his 15 plus. I wouldn't take his over 10.5 though. It almost sounds silly. You could probably almost do the both, back the unders and then back him at a big price in a group. Oh, now we're talking. That's trader talk, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, Lockie Neal's the other one. We've got him in for 24 votes. We think he's winning on 24 votes. His line at the moment is 26. Yeah, and it's to do with those three-vote games where a lot of the the punters out there and and the models and things like that have him in for threes, where I sort of have him in for 2.6s. So it only takes him missing maybe two of those threes and getting twos, drops down by two votes, there's your 24. So that's what we're hoping for. All right, so they are the over and unders. If we just recap some of those, we think that Travis Boak will be under, Nick Natanui under, Neil under. Most of them, the only one we've got over is five. And if you multi all those together, it's a pretty healthy 23.54. But obviously, you can back all those individually if you want. Now, head-to-head. A lot of head-to-head markets out there at the moment on Sportsbet. We've picked out three that we like. The first one is a big discrepancy between Walsh and also Max Gorn. Yeah, Sam Walsh, I love this one against Max Gorn. Dave's got them on similar amounts of in four votes um, and I've seen stats models similar as well. But one's a Ruckman and one, we know Ruckman just don't poll. Sam Walsh is pretty noticeable at the 325. That's just, yeah, good value. It's good great, value. It's a great price, isn't it? Like, again, yeah. you wouldn't be taking two bucks on that one because it does feel semi 50-50, but you've got to look at price and 325 is a great price. Yep. This is an interesting one we put up. Liam Ryan up against Jordan Dugowie. Play similar roles, Liam Ryan... All games, 18 games. Jordan DeGowie, eight games less so far. I think it might be 17 games to 10 uh, around that mark, but there's a lot of games that Liam Ryan has played. Jordan DeGowie, I think, only votes in two games this year. 20 kick five, 20 kick four, I'm pretty sure. So he has two outstanding games, but I think that Liam Ryan votes pretty heavily in the back end of the year, and I'm happy to take that $2 for Liam Ryan. Yeah, definitely agree. Finished the year really strongly. Um, Like his last five games, he's a chance of polling probably the most in the comp there. I think, yeah, there's a lot of upside. Um, so I'm a big fan of Ryan there too. You know the umpires are going to notice him because he just he stands out. He doesn't need a lot of impact or a lot of stats, I suppose, stats impact to get noticed. And I think, yeah. Flying Ryan can take a massive mark. Now, the last one is an interesting one because Matty Rowe started off the season in unbelievable fashion. Toby Green played some pretty good footy, missed some football. But Matty Rowe, very, very short. You don't have him getting the nine votes that other predictors do no I think I've got him in for around eight but the thing is he can only poll in three games you're really putting all your eggs in the basket of him getting three times three or or maybe a two as well Toby Green there was a game against Richmond I remember where he's just definitely getting three no doubt Um, I don't think we can say that about Real he had some really good games but there's still a little bit of doubt in his three votes Um, he's an unknown player he's a rookie the hype only came a little bit later so we don't know if the umpires would have recognized him early so Green with a lot more games I just think the upside's there for him Okay, let's have a look at those three. We've picked them out as our multi because you can multi those head-to-heads into each other. So Walsh to beat Gorn, Ryan to beat Dugowie, and Toby Green to beat Matty Rowe, $14.62. Not three, three great matchups. Who's the genius who came up with them? They're really intriguing, aren't they? That you, Dave. <laughs> I think it might have been the guys in the, in the AFL team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, three-vote games. Uh, we don't have to wait long to get into our first three-vote game because it comes up in round one. First game of the season, way back when at the MCG, and 
Patrick Cripps is the man you want to speak about. The Herald Sun had him in for three. Prestia got the coaches' votes, but we always know the coaches' votes don't correlate to the Brownlow medal. You've got him in for 2.48 and Dustin Martin, one and a half votes, and he's a pretty good price to get the three votes in round one. Patrick Cripps is, is very Fife-like. I think he's got the potential to get those threes in losses. He had 31 disposals in this game. He had 10 clearances. He was really like he sort of dragged Carlton back a little bit when they came back late. Prestia had 25 and a goal. As you said, coaches' votes went really well, but we often see with Richmond, they're so spread, and this was similar. It was a really spread performance that the umpires don't really know who to give it to. So when you have Cripps standing out for Carlson, I just I think at $2.50 you have to be on Cripps. Jack Martin kicked four that night as well? Yes, he did play well. I had him in the votes, but not, not as good as Cripps. Okay, next one is Melbourne up against Port Adelaide. Ollie Wines for the three votes we've got here. Herald Sun had Boak. Travis Boak for the coaches got maximum, but must be said that Wines got the two and Ollie Wines got the four in both of them. You've got him just ahead of Travis Boak, but he's a bigger price. Yeah, they were very even in this game. I had them quite even, as you can see there on the votes. 25 and a goal they both had. Boke did have a few more kicks. Um, but from, from memory, I think Wines, I thought, was more impactful, and that's why I gave him the, the extra votes. But again, it just comes down to price, and I think at that price, he's the value. Next game we picked out is a very interesting one because the Bulldogs won well against Adelaide. Aaron Norton kicked six. He kicked six goals. Bontempelli, 33 disposals and a couple of goals. And Bailey Smith had 37. But you don't see a lot of six-goal performances. There was only two others this year, Hawkins and also Charlie Dixon, who are very, very short to get the three votes in those games. Yeah, these games can be hard to predict when it's a real sort of freight train and it was all one-way traffic. Smith was really, really good. Bont was really, really good. But Norton kicked a bag. I think, as you said, the, the, a, a lock for three votes for the two other guys who have kicked six goals in a game this year. Norton's not a lock, but I think, again, at the, at the price of $3.50, I think you have to be on Norton in, in this matchup. Yeah, if he kicks six goals, which is quite, probably the equivalent of seven in normal time and don't get three votes, then you know what, what more can you do as a forward? Later in the season, Adelaide started to have a bit of a run. They played GWS. They won this game. Brad Crouch, 31 disposals. And here we have him just on top ahead of Laird, who got all the coaches' votes. Brad Crouch only got the three coaches' votes. That was before the issue he had at the end of the year. But uh, Brad Crouch, it's a big price too. It's a big price for Brad Crouch, but had the most disposals on the ground. Yeah, and this one's a bit more of a perspective on it. The $4.50, you are taking a bit more of a risk. As you said, he had the most disposals. We know Matt Crouch doesn't poll very well, so he was second best on ground, but he really, according to the coaches, but he really struggles to, to get the votes. Uh, Laird is obviously the big threat. He had a, quite a good season, so he's the one that we're taking on. And similar story, I wouldn't be backing Crouch's favourite, but at $4.50, I think it's worth. All right. One of the unique things to sports bet is our BYO Brownlow. It's one of the punters' favourites. It's where we put up and the punters put up just a little bit of voting that you can't normally get your head around and some of the best ones camera on screen now. Yeah, and the punters have absolutely love these um, and they do every year, like the big favourites to beat a certain team. And I think Neil was $2.75 into $1.80. So it's been really, really popular. And you know, imagine Neil beating, um, getting more votes than North Melbourne or Hawthorne. It's really sort of interesting and topical and, and, the, and been a lot of activity on them. So Neil to poll more votes than Adelaide. Very, very short, isn't it, $1.80? It is very it's, short. It's an interesting one, that one, because I think if you're taking Neil under 26.5, you probably don't back that. But if you like Neil, you probably do back that. I think I've got Adelaide in for around 24. So you'd think one of those two would probably be value based on that. Go to the site. There's plenty more. They're categorised up to their dollar value. I think $2 to 5, 10 plus, 20 plus. So that's where that is, the BYO Brownlow. Let's update the leaderboard before we get into our one uh, bet that we want to have. Lockie Neal, obviously, on top. We think he wins. 
Then we've got Petrarca, Steele, Boak and Martin, as you see there. It is very, very tight at the top. Fife, we didn't expect him to win last year. We've got him voting better than a lot of the markets out there. Menegola is our big one to finish in the top 10 this year. Luke Parker got him fairly high as well. And Patrick Dangerfield rounding out the top 10. Yeah, and we do have Exacta, Quinella, Trifecta, first four on site. So you can back those. There's our leaderboard if you want to use that or you can take your own views. It's probably, I didn't see a lot of value in that market for my own betting, but it's up to really what you think will happen if you've got Neil winning by a lot and, and Boak or Petrarca you know you think they're going a bit better than we have them then maybe there is some value there there are so many markets on the Brownlow medal. It's hard to get your head around sometimes. Lockie Neal, too short at $1.25. So what we've tried to do, if you're going to have one bet on the Brownlow, we've put our heads together and we've decided what is one bet that you can have? What is a lock? A lot of things are too short just to have on its own. So we have put together a three-leg multi, which we think is going to be a lock for the brand. If you're going to have one bet, this is the one that us three are going to have. We think Taylor Adams, most team votes. Marcus Bontempelli, most team votes over the top of his teammate. And Nat Five for the most team vote. It gets you to $3.56. If you power play that, it gets to about $3.86. So that is our lock for the Brandlow medal. We're all happy with that, yes? Very Good happy with that. Just wins. Uh, very good, very good. Well, Lockie Neal is going to be a very good outcome for both you blokes. I know you backed him at the start of the year. And uh, if the Cats win this week, it's not a good value for you, is it? You like the other two. You like the Interstaters. That's right. Yes, I think, uh, yeah, this week, Brisbane and uh, Port. And last call, for who's going to win this week? Oh, I like Brisbane. I think you'd probably have to back Brisbane at the price. And I'm a Richmond fan, so I'll say Richmond. Uh, that is on the brand light. Hopefully you found some value in that. Hopefully you have a win on the night. But above all else, please gamble responsibly. Yeah.